to Reframed, the Power of Perspective podcast, and I'm your host, Carly Marquier. As both a Christian counselor and communicator, I want to equip you with the tools and truths that renew your mind and empower your soul. As we explore popular topics influencing our perspectives, I want to offer practical techniques for reframing unhealthy thinking patterns and provide step-by-step pathways for emotional and spiritual health. You know, this process of untangling our automatic thoughts and attitudes is not always easy, but thankfully God's word gives us instruction on how to reframe our thoughts, renew our minds, and redeem our perspectives in light of the gospel. It is this framework we will use to dispute discouragement, eliminate emotional reasoning, and empower our pursuit of abundant life. So are you ready? Let us explore our current perspectives, expose distortions we have come to believe, and grow deeper in our understanding of God's transforming power. Hey guys, and welcome back to Reframed. I'm very excited to be jumping back into another discussion uh, as it relates to relationships and communication and our mental health. Um, Because I think this particular topic that we're going to dive into today really does impact our daily lives as it relates to our relationships. So I've entitled this episode, They Don't Care About Me and Other Stories We Believe. As I've said in previous episodes, I believe that stories have such an enormous impact on our emotions and our perspectives. And so when we have stories that create a narrative around our relationships, we can have so much unneeded conflict, misunderstanding, frustration, etc. But I'm sure that you can relate to this idea of frustration and being misunderstood by those we love. Oftentimes, from a counseling perspective, I see this in relation to what we call mind reading. And simply, it is built on the foundation of unchecked assumptions. We all assume things, right? It's something that I think as human beings, we just simply jump to conclusions, trying to fill in the story that we might not have. Mind reading is our brain's way of interpreting the meaning of a situation or an interaction with little to no evidence. And so we can all probably attest to the fact that we've experienced this from being the receiver in a relationship where we felt completely misunderstood and someone assumed something about us that wasn't true. And I think we also can be honest that we've done the same in relationship. But how does this experience impact us? You know, I think a lot of the times and what I've seen in my own life in the lives of those that I, I sit with on a weekly basis is that we experience so much conflict in our relationships when we have unchecked assumptions when we begin to mind read. And maybe we can take this out of the relational field for a second and just explore, you know, how we feel when we assume anything, whether it be about ourselves or about our futures or about what could potentially happen, right? There's so much distress that we can experience when we are jumping to a conclusion and trying to interpret meanings or predict the future in some way. Thinking about this irrational thinking pattern, we can see how it impacts our feelings and then in a relational context, consequently it interferes in many ways with the way we perceive and then engage in that relationship. So let me just give you a few examples about how this might work and play out in our own lives. Think about the last time you had a conflict 
or misunderstanding with a friend, a loved one, a co-worker, etc. My guess is that somewhere along the way, you thought about the other person's thinking. Maybe you assumed their intention or their perspective. As we assume someone's intention or thought based on a situation, Prior to clarifying with them, we begin to respond to that situation and that person with that story in mind. Pete Scazzaro, the author of Emotional Healthy Relationships, defines this particular topic as hidden landmines in relationships. By reading minds, we are writing a story that is not necessarily and most of the time untrue. We respond then out of that storyline and we neglect to consider the alternative perspectives and possibilities. And what's the result? I think for me and for a lot of my clients, we experience unnecessary conflict, frustration, for some people even heartbreak, and or we see an avoidance of conflict altogether where no one actually ever starts talking about what they're thinking and there's harboring of resentment and frustration that arises because of those assumptions. So why do we mind read? Have you ever thought of this before? What makes our brains so apt to assume things? There's so many different ways that we could approach this question, and and I know there's much research. But a simple way to think about it is that our brain seeks to maintain safety from potential harm, emotional harm, etc. Our brain jumps to conclusions to maintain a sense of control in a lot of ways. And so our mind reading helps us to try to figure out what's going to happen next and how we can respond and act to it. But as we know, oftentimes these quick responses are not always founded in logic. And so For us today, I really want to give us a reason to reframe the way we perceive our communication and interactions with others when it comes to mind reading. The importance of reframing our perspectives around this topic will tremendously help us in reducing both internal and relational distress and increase our abilities to connect with those around us by both communicating our thoughts and feelings openly and clarifying our assumptions to maintain unity and respect. So let's jump into understanding mind reading in a deeper way. It's not just simply being good at reading people or assuming behaviors really quickly, but I want us to think about it in relationship to um, simply believing a lie, something that is not founded on truth. And then in turn, we're judging people's intentions with little evidence. And as you know, and probably have experienced, this can cause so much distrust in relationships when there is repeated patterns of judgments and accusation in relationship interactions. Something that I think is really important also to note is that correlation patterns don't always equal causation. And so we have to be able to remind ourselves we cannot read people's minds Even if you know the person very well and can finish their sentences or know them, their patterns of behavior so well that you feel it's safe to assume, I want to encourage you that it's never safe to assume. And by doing so, we are truly 
creating falsehoods and a potential for judgments. And this corrodes our ability to build trust in our relationships and where accusations are, there's a lot of misunderstanding. Things get cloudy, right? I know there's so many couples that I've worked with where I'll ask them, you know, so tell me, what was the conflict that started this? And they start laughing because they're like, I actually don't know what we started fighting about because what we ended fighting about was something very different. And this is a very classic representation of where mind reading and assumptions have kind of raveled a really small situation into something very large. And so first being mindful of them. Oh, am I assuming things? You know, what is my thought pattern on this? We can really revolutionize our relationships and create deep trust and connection. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. I think it's also really important to go back to scripture and realize that God's word addresses these underlying relational patterns so beautifully. In Proverbs, there are so many reminders for us to seek understanding, avoid pride, isolation, and judgments. In Proverbs 18, verse 1, it says, He who isolates himself pursues selfish desires. He rebels against all sound judgment. A fool does not delight in understanding, but only in airing his opinions. There is so many situations in which we can have a fixed belief about something or someone's intention. And if we are unwilling to hear someone out, to understand their perspective, to turn to wonder and ask ourselves, what about you know their behavior caused me to feel this way? And asking them, you know, what am I misunderstanding here? It can really cause us to lose sight of relationships. And I love how this proverb also talks about isolation because a lot of us, you know, we have different attachment styles and different ways of dealing with conflict. And some of us move towards conflict to resolve it. Others of us maybe automatically will avoid conflict and draw away from it. And so here we're seeing that isolation is not the answer It's truly being able to sit and reason together, as scripture says, and understand not just this is my opinion and that's the end, but having this mutual understanding with one another. In verse 12 and 14 of the same chapter in Proverbs, we also read about the fool and it says, before his downfall, a man's heart is proud, but humility comes before honor. He who answers a matter before he hears it, this is folly and disgrace to him. 
such a powerful passage and quite a convicting one because for all of us in relational contexts, we know that pride and our opinion on something can become very strong and we have little room for understanding with humility. Help me understand where you're coming from. If we have all of the answers already, we won't be willing to sit across from someone and hear them out. And so I think this also brings us to what James talks about in verses 13 through 18. He says, who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good conduct, by deeds done in humility that come from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter jealousy, selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast in it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every evil practice. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure, and then peace-loving, gentle, accommodating, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap the fruit of righteousness. This passage is so full of context for us to be able to glean what it looks like to approach relationships in a healthy way and eliminate mind reading. One of the things that I was thinking about when I was reading through this is there's this complete theme in all of these passages about the ability to seek understanding and to acknowledge that maybe we don't have the whole picture. Maybe, just maybe, there's another perspective worth considering. James starts his passage that way saying, who is wise and understanding among you? And then he talks about an important characteristic that follows this ability to understand. He says that By his good conduct and by deeds done in humility comes wisdom. And so there's something about humility that allows us to say, I might not know the whole story. I might have gotten it wrong. Let me clarify in humility, this is what I'm feeling and hearing. Tell me if that's true. When we look back to scriptures like these, we can acknowledge that there are a lot of dysfunctional elements to our relationships when there are things like jealousy and selfish ambition or insecurity. And a lot of that comes from not being clear and not communicating in a respectful and grace-filled manner. And so how do we stop this mind reading in relation to these passages and grow in our understanding cultivating the spiritual discipline of wisdom like James speaks about. I think the first step here is gaining perspective by asking God for wisdom and for the awareness to see where we might be assuming things in our relationships with others. Asking yourself, do I know that to be true? Have I clarified with that person? Something that I find so helpful as a very basic skill, I share this with clients very frequently, is being able to ask a friend or a sibling or a child or a parent, whoever is in your life that you're having conflict with or having these assumptions with and saying in a very unarmed manner, can I clarify something with you? And this is a really quick way of putting out an assumption and getting some feedback. 
By simply clarifying our assumptions and asking if we're right or wrong can drastically change the way we interact with people. I remember when I started using this skill in my own life and really asking for clarity from my friends, assuming certain things because of my own past hurts or assumptions or even my own strong beliefs about something, thinking someone would assume something is so easy to do. And so by practicing this with many people in my life, and also encouraging those in my life to practice it with me if they have assumptions, we have been able to experience such renewal and unity, and also an ability to move through conflict so much faster. We can fear addressing assumptions because we don't want to cause conflict. And In avoiding conflict, though, we don't necessarily move forward into health in our relationships. And so my encouragement for those of you who might experience assumptions and also have a hard time addressing those assumptions, it's going to be beneficial for your relationships by simply asking for clarity and receiving a clear and truthful answer so that we don't have to play that story out in our minds and stress about what could be the reason why this person showed up this way or this person said something. It helps us to know what's actually true and how our relationship is actually doing. An inversion of assumptions that we can take a look at also is this idea of expectation. And sometimes assumptions are built on expectations, right? And this is all coinciding with our talk on boundaries last episode. But in many ways, we can expect someone to do something, say something, or be a part of something without communicating it. And the same can be true for someone else. We can have an assumption about someone else's expectation of us. Another element here that's very practical is that we have to verbalize our expectations. And so often we don't know what expectations are. Maybe they're not clear and we haven't ever verbalized them out loud. So people cannot meet our expectations if we have not communicated them and agreed upon them. I'm going to say that again because I think we need to remind ourselves of this. There is so many times that we can have an unspoken expectation about someone else in our life and we can become very upset with them. And in many ways, they can't read our minds, right? And so we have to communicate this expectation. If it's your expectation that your, say, spouse is supposed to clean up after dinner, have you communicated that? Have you expressed to them that that would be really helpful to you? And have you agreed upon it together? Maybe you have an unrealistic expectation for your friendships or your marriage or your relationships. And it just seems to be so disappointing when people don't meet that expectation. My question in this area would be, is that expectation realistic in nature? And do the people around you relating to that expectation agree to do it with you? Here's some questions that we can kind of process through individually as we seek to both understand our assumptions and the expectations surrounding those assumptions in our lives. So ask yourself, do you have expectations that are not being met in your life? And are you having assumptions then about that? Have your assumptions 
and or expectations been verbalized? And do you feel that others have unrealistic expectations for you? Do you need to clarify and rewrite the expectations that you have with others? Sometimes our perceived expectations can be untrue, and yet we approach our relationships with frustration or pressure to meet such expectations, and the other person is completely unaware. And so I really encourage each one of us to evaluate these questions, to go to God in prayer, and to remind ourselves that we cannot read people's minds and people can't read our minds. For an expectation to be valid, it has to be realistic and agreed upon. So we have to verbalize it and it has to be talked about. This small step can really help in our relational contexts, whether that be at work, where you have a boss that you just never know what they're expecting of you, or you feel like they're expecting too much of you, or you just need clarification on what they do expect of you, or maybe this is in your home with your families and children, spouse or friends. But I encourage you to start having these conversations because they have changed the way I do relationships, and I hope in many ways they can do the same for you. One last thing I want to say in closing this episode, and as an encouragement for each of us, to seek unity in conflict and confusion, we have to come together, whether that be in any relational context, and ask to understand each other better. We're creating a space where we want the problem to be outside of us. So I'm not the problem. The person I'm in conflict is not the problem. It's the problem that's the problem, right? And so we have to be able to kind of look at conflict and maybe even false assumptions as an ability to say, hey, I think we have some miscommunication happening that's causing conflict in our relationship and it's not you it's not me it's the problem of the fact that we are two different brains and two different people with two different views and lots of other experiences that play into our relationships and so as we take this perspective to work as a team and pursue unity we will see tremendous change in our communication with others So this week, I pray that we will become aware of our tendency to read minds and take time to communicate our thoughts, clarify our perspectives, and pursue understanding and unity in our relationships. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Reframed, the Power of Perspective podcast. If you have enjoyed what you've heard, please subscribe and drop a comment. To access more content and to join my monthly email list for the latest updates and info, you can visit my website at carlymarcoulier.com. Reframed, The Power of Perspective is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed Carly's episode today, we would love it if you left the show a rating and review in your favorite podcast app. It really does help more people like you find the show. This podcast was produced by me, Kelly Givens, and Steven Sanders with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. To find more faith-filled, encouraging podcasts like this one, just head over to lifeaudio.com.
If you're hearing this right now, you're probably like, who the heck is this and why are they playing during my favorite podcast? And I get it. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I do want to introduce myself. My name is Trevor Tyson, and I'm the host of Trevor Talks, where we talk to real people about real topics and real stories. I just want to invite you, if you love podcasts, if you love music, if you love books and love hearing from the people who create it, come check us out at Trevor Talks. Simply go to Google or Life Audio, type in Trevor Talks, and it'll pop on up. Hope you have a great day.